Hey everyone, Steven Jensen here with Jesse Davin in audio form right here as well. Welcome to the Fight Talk Podcast. I said the Fight Talk, but this isn't the Fight Talk Podcast. This is kind of the Fight Talk Podcast for listening in audio form. I'm all screwed up this weekend. A lot of wrestling to talk about, and of course the debut of CM Punk. Before we get into everything, Jesse, how are you doing today? Doing good, doing good. Just getting ready to, after this, go pick up my kid from school on a cloudy day and yeah, enjoyed some wrestling this weekend. Yes. So much to talk about. Mainly talking CM Punk today, um, I'm assuming. Because that yeah. was obviously massive. Um, and AEW's just killing it out there. So, before we get started, as always, make sure to hit the Super Chat. Send those if you want your question, statement, comment, anything read on the air. If you have any predictions for any upcoming shows. Any thoughts on anything non-AEW related. If you want to talk some SummerSlam. If you want to talk some NXT TakeOver. Um, any any indies we got we had like Ring of Honor we had Impact Emergence we had stuff on IWTV I mean there was a ton of stuff so send whatever you want there was UFC on Saturday um, so there was a ton of stuff if you want you know your voice is heard this will be on the audio form tomorrow on the Fight Talk podcast feed as well so people will still hear your questions your predictions all that good stuff you can also send a donation which the description uh, the link is in the description below for the donation so um, so yeah. Jesse, I guess before we get started, or if we want to just kind of dive in, like, what were your, I guess, just get, give me your thoughts on CM Punk returning to AEW. We'll just start there and just go from okay. there. Well, for one, my husband stayed up for it, which is a huge deal, because he has to get up at like four in the morning to go to work. So he stayed up to see it, because, I mean, both him and I had talked about it, and we had kind of assumed they have to do it at the very beginning of the show. I mean, it's not fair to the talent for them. I mean, the talent probably knows that it's they're going to be chanting CM Punk all night. But it's just not fair to them, you know? And it's not really fair to the fans. I mean, they're there for that. And when I tell you it was perfect, it was absolutely perfect. Like, nothing could have gone better for CM Punk than the way that it did. The announcers were quiet until, like, 90 seconds in, I want to say. Like... Just the fact that they, like, did the intro to AEW Rampage, and then they open up with this big shot, and everyone is chanting CM Punk, CM Punk, CM Punk. And they let it go for just the right amount of time before they hit the static, and then Cult of Personality hits. And William, um, Will at RBR, he pointed this out, and I think it was a beautiful touch on the Controns, or whatever they call them, the, the video screens. You did not see CM Punk's name come up until the lyrics started. And I thought that was a very beautiful, beautiful touch. But it still, it still was not real to me until I saw him walk out of that tunnel. And I just, I could not believe it. I could not believe it. I I get chills thinking about it. For so long, for seven years... We've been wanting this for seven years. We've been speculating and there have been rumors and there have been chants and there's been controversy and there's been thought and pondering and wonder and what ifs and when if like and it finally happened and it's real and he's back and he's back. Not only is he back, he's back on his own terms. He's back in his hometown and he is ready to go. And I'm just so excited and I think a lot of people tend to forget that Tony Khan is also from Chicago. Like, when, when I was at All Out, 
he was saying how they were going to come back for Thanksgiving. He grew up in Chicago. Chicago is his hometown. And honestly, I think it was a beautiful thing for Tony Khan to, like, do all of this and for CM Punk to debut in his hometown. And I did see a story about the ice cream bars were actually made by an independent ice cream company and CM Punk footed the bill. And he had been talking about it for two years. And those were handmade. Those were all handmade ice cream bars. So this was this was very this was meaningful not only to the fans, but it was also meaningful to CM Punk. And it's a beautiful, beautiful thing to see CM Punk and the professional wrestling world kind of see eye to eye again. And it just it really until it happened, and I know it sounds crazy, but it didn't really feel as monumental as it did until he walked out there. Like this is huge. This this is huge. Yeah, this is huge. Um, I it's it's really hard to like really put into words how big this is because like when you really think about it, CM Punk was obviously he never really fit what the WWE wanted. Like he he like forced his way into being a star there and the fans really got behind him. So it's like organic fan base. A lot of like, there was people like myself watched them on the Indies and like ring of honor and stuff like that. But you never like really, and even in TNA, like he was in TNA in the early days for a little while and stuff. And he like, you just never like, you knew he was great and you wanted, like you wanted to see him succeed in the WWE, but you just, even if you were a fan, it was hard to believe him really becoming a star there because you just, you just know the WWE's track record. And, and, and you also have to keep in mind, the indies were still pretty new then. Like when CM Punk really started breaking out on the indies, kind of the whole, it was such a weird time in wrestling. Cause like WCW had gone out of business. ECW had gone out of business. CZW was kind of trying to be what ECW was. And there wasn't really like, they had to like read kind of restart almost the territory system on the indies after all, all the territories had been bought out. And then anyway, that's a whole story in itself. The point is CM Punk, like he did break through and he became a huge star. And then the WWE just like kept dropping the ball with him. It's just, it was so strange. Cause it's like, why, why do you keep cutting this off at the knees? Like this guy's outselling John Cena merchandise at, at a time. He's like, the most talked about thing in wrestling, pipe bomb promo, all that stuff. So the fans are super behind CM Punk, and they they want they want to be entertained by CM Punk. They want CM Punk on their screens. They are CM Punk fans. And then he he leaves the company, and then all of that happens with Brian Danielson, which is like the same. It's like almost the same trajectory of like company not wanting to push him, the fans getting behind him, the, them forcing their hand, them pushing, pushing, pushing. Like they finally. Gave us Brian Danielson, Daniel Bryan as a top guy in WWE. And now both of them seem to be on the way to AEW. And the first one being CM Punk. And that right there is huge, right? But then it also just makes you think, like, what's going to happen when Brian Danielson shows up? Like, we're talking so much about, like, how big AEW is getting right now and how popular they are right now and how much momentum they have. And I feel like that's going to, like, when Brian Dan- when Final Countdown hits and Brian Danielson comes out, like, that's going to be, it's gonna, we're going to be having the same conversation in, in, like, a couple months or whenever Brian Danielson debuts. Like, so not only was this huge for CM Punk and CM Punk fans, 
like AEW's momentum right now is is already like it seems like it's kind of peaking right it's like oh my god this is like is this as big as it's gonna get no it's about to get like twice as big because another cm punk's gonna be showing up pretty much you know what i mean like this what we're seeing right now has not been seen since wcw back in the the mid to late 90s like we have not seen something like this before i never thought i'd see something like this in my lifetime I, i i still can't believe what i saw on wednesday and it was done perfectly perfectly opens the show doesn't he's gonna overshadow everybody on the show so why not just do it first like you were saying people won't be like cheering cm punk through other people's matches and stuff it was done perfect and he also went out there and said hey there's a lot of stuff we've got to talk about but i'm not going anywhere anytime soon we got plenty of time to talk about all that stuff so he kind of gave us a taste of like kind of where his mind was at leaving wrestling you know, pro wrestling in 2011 when he signed with the WWE and then returning to pro wrestling in 2021. Like it's, it's just, it's, it's wild. It's really wild what we're seeing right now. And like, and I think we're going to, he's going to tell his full story and we're good. And the, the fans know his history with Colt Cabana. Like the fans know his history of some of these other people in their locker room. And I, and he, the people know the history between CM Punk and the WWE and CM Punk in the UFC. And I think he's going to tell us all these stories about how all of this wound up happening throughout the years and really, like really pull the curtain back at, at, at points too. So I think CM Punk's going to be telling a lot of really good stories, having a lot of really good matches. And he seems like he's there full time. I don't think it's just like a part-time thing for him. So I am, uh, I am ecstatic about what we've been seeing with AEW. Oh, absolutely. And Deshaun gave us a super chat and it just simply says CM Punk, CM Punk, CM Punk. Yeah. Thank you so much, Deshaun. And yes, that is absolutely true. I mean, just the hype level. And it's like, when was the last time? When was the last time there was this much excitement and anticipation about pro wrestling without without reservation and without fear? <laughs> you know, like. Sometimes with WWE, and this is not like an AEW versus WWE thing, but this is just like since WWE was pretty much all we had until AEW came along, it was like I'd be super excited about something, but then I would still be worried that they would, you know, mess it up, as their track record proved this weekend. And now it's like I'm so excited, but I have no reservation and no fear. I'm just anticipating the future and looking forward to it and I'm here for the ride and I'm gonna enjoy it and scream and put my hands up the whole time you know it's and I think what you said is very true I feel like because AEW gives its wrestlers some creative control if not all the creative control and I I feel like CM Punk definitely entered AEW on his own terms I feel like he's not going to BS around. I don't feel like he's going to give us this like canned answer for things. I feel like he is going to be like maybe very, very real with us. And I feel like he's going to be the person that he wanted to be. I mean, you saw it in his promo. I mean, he, he his, his first time back in a wrestling ring after everything he went through in seven years at, nobody would have faulted him for not putting anybody over. And the very first thing he does is put Britt Baker over. Yep. Like, the very first thing he does is put Britt Baker over. And then he puts over Darby Allen. Like, to me, he's here to help the professional wrestling industry that he loved in 2005 come back. I feel like he's here to right his wrongs that he had in WWE 
in a sense. And I don't, I'm just really excited. I'm really excited. It's it's going to be a fun run, like you said, with Brian Danielson coming in. I mean, geez. I mean, they look at nothing but up at this point. Yeah. A couple things I want to throw out there, too, about this. The guy who was crying in the crowd. All right. Everyone's memeing on this guy. I'm sorry, y'all, but, like, I felt the same way that guy did. Like, I mean, this is what people might not understand, because he might be in the same boat I am. I don't know. Everyone's different, but, like. Have you figured out who he is yet? I don't know. I know Tommy Dreamer's looking for him so he can bring him to Impact. So, that's cool. Um, I I think, you know, it's hard it's hard to fully understand depending on how long you've been watching wrestling. Now, I think I think there's people who are like really excited no matter what. And there's also like a brand new fan base. Like there are people that have never seen CM Punk before because they've gotten into wrestling within the last 7 years. Right. So like this is gonna, this everyone's going to be hyped for this for different reasons but when i see a dude crying in the crowd like that the reason that i can relate to it is because geez savannah can relate to it too um sorry (laughs) yeah the reason i can relate to it is like i lived through the death of wcw and ecw i was forced i shouldn't say forced i watched wwe i i like the wwf Back probably you're starting in like the late '90s, like once they started kind of taking ideas from WCW, like the NWO being DX and the Attitude Era being what ECW basically was. But I I loved Shawn Michaels back in the late '90s. He was definitely one of my favorite wrestlers ever, and I really got into it. But once the invasion angle came and went, and you realized like, oh, now it's just WWE, and like I, I became a TNA fan right off the bat too i I watched their weekly pay-per-views um but you just never and like ring of honor and stuff but you never like there was there was a solid like 20 years almost where it was just wwe was like really your only option in the last handful of years especially i think have been really really bad so fans like i I just when i see a guy like that i can relate to it because i feel like he's probably in the same kind of boat i am like long time fan probably a big CM Punk fan on top of it, lived through a lifetime worth of, like, disappointment with this one company. Did WWE give us great moments throughout the last two decades? Absolutely. Like, it wasn't all bad. But now there's just so many options, and now you see how, like, the WWE has been operating. And I, once again, we hate making the direct comparison, but that it has to be made because that's the litmus test. That's what we've been seeing. That's been the only game in town. That's that's the the bar for everything in this industry, and AEW is like looking at the mistakes they've made and being like, and, and by the way, the guy running AEW is around my age, been watching wrestling as long as me, was on the same wrestling message boards back in the day, like knows about indie wrestling, knows about pro, any any company. He can rattle dates and, and pay per view names and, and everything. He's like a stats savant, like. And he is, and he's one of us, but also has billions of dollars. Like he can actually put on the show that I've been wanting to see my whole life, basically. And that's just—it's not gonna. That's the thing. It's not gonna end anytime soon. For anybody that thinks like AEW is like starting to like this is as big as it's getting, this is just the start. Because you're gonna have 
CM Punk. You're going to have Brian Danielson. You're going to have Bray Wyatt. We're probably going to get Adam Cole. So, like, those guys do plus... Huh? Do I you think... think that's... Yeah, I do. He put the lockjaw on him last night. Yeah, for sure. And, and these are all WWE kind of... Some of them are, you know, Bray Wyatt's a WWE guy for sure. But, like... He's a WWE guy that, like, the whole WWE fan base is like, how did you screw this up? I want to see what he can really do somewhere else. And Tony Khan's going to give him that opportunity. You know? I know. I, it's it's insane. It's, it is kind of, it's, like, so beautiful. And, and like, and I think the beauty that, a, and I think where AEW had success where they, is when they decided not to really compete with WWE when they decided to become an alternative. And when they became an alternative, suddenly they've become a threat. I mean, God, look at poor NXT is just that was so it was great pay per view last night, but it's just so sad to know that there's like a complete rebranding coming for some reason. Like is hot topic wrestling going away? I'm gonna be really sad. Um but I mean it's well, like I mean, I think I know why it's happening. Because I mean, they lost. I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, it's pretty clear. Like, they basically, like, when you really look at it, and I watched Ariel Hawani's interview with uh, Nick Khan the other day. I haven't, I haven't watched it yet. It's really good. I mean, Ariel Hawani is, like, one of my, you know, inspirations for getting into podcasting. He he was the biggest guest I've ever had on my podcast. Like, I, I owe Ariel Hawani a lot, actually. And um, and, I, and it's, it's strange seeing how ingrained he's getting into the pro wrestling world now. Because he's so well known in the MMA world, but he's been a lifelong wrestling fan. And he, for those of you who don't know, uh, Nick Khan actually used to be Ariel Hawani's man or uh, agent. So like, uh, Nick Khan was managing like MMA personalities and stuff before he became uh, the whatever position he has with the WWE currently, like the executive vice president or whatever he is. So that that interview was really really telling and i think a lot of what it boils down to is pretty simple it's like what nxt was supposed to do is was develop talent like that was the that's what it was meant to do it was the developmental system and then throughout the years and now Nick Khan didn't get this deep in this conversation but this is like the gist of like the overall real story to this is they basically saw what ha- was happening with ring of honor Ring of Honor was going into Madison Square Garden and, and selling out, and they were like, you know, they were had a lot of momentum with the Young Bucks, and they were in Hot Topic, and you know, they all these guys, Omega and Cody, had left and like created this huge buzz, and all these things were happening on the indie scene. So WWE basically were like, why don't we just create our own super indie? Like, they're the talents out there, and Triple H runs it, and it's his thing, and they basically created a super indie. That was also meant to develop talent underneath the independent stars, but then make everybody to a point where, like, they could be on Raw or SmackDown eventually. Like, it was all developmental. But then it became more and more of a super indie, and more and more of a super indie, which was awesome for programming. Like, those NXT was an incredible show. Like, that was probably my favorite wrestling show. It was an hour on the network. It was lit. Yeah, for sure. And the takeovers were completely can't-miss shows. Oh, yeah. There was, a, there was a handful of years where, like, NXT was my favorite wrestling show on the planet. And so, as a fan, I loved all this. But the problems really came when AEW formed. Because then they were doing a super indie better than NXT. 
and NXT made the mistake of trying to combat them head to head. Go to the USA Network, go two hours, go live right at the same time as AEW. And AEW just destroyed them. And now there's, there's a position where it's like, well, indie talents aren't signing with us. Like the top, most of the top indie stars are either going to go to AEW or stay independent instead of going to WWE because we've seen, you know, Anthony Green and Kurt Stallion and, um, uh, I mean, there's been a lot, Alex Zane and Asher Hale and all these guys who have, like, were there for a year or, or half a year or less. And it's like, I'm not going to go do that to myself. Like, right. you know, so they don't have the influx anymore to make it a super indie. So they're in a position where it's like, we ha- so we got to go back to just developmental. So what's the point of signing indie guys if we want to create our own stars from scratch? So they're just going to go out and find football players and athletes and, and people who come in to try out for the company and stuff like that. Olympians. Olympians. Like, I'm sure Gable Stevenson will sign. I'm sure that's where he wants to be. He might wind up in the UFC potentially, too, which would be really interesting. But Indy's got the history. You know, him and Brock train together. So it's like, it'd, it'd be really interesting to see the dynamic there. Cause I don't think Brock and Gable would want to wrestle each other on team on the screen. I think they'd want to be both under Paul Heyman or, or under, uh, you know, who knows what's going to happen with Paul Heyman with the Roman and Brock stuff. But the point is, you know, that's what I think WWE is going to do going forward. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't even think there's anything wrong with that, by the way. Like, I just think that they're going in a total, totally different direction. And if you're an indie wrestler, like now your pipeline is basically become a star in the Indies, go to AEW because you could also wind up in a position like a Daniel Garcia where like he has yeah. an agree- he has an agreement with AEW right now where like he has some sort of deal or contract with them but he's still able to re- wrestle on the Indies so like so basically that's just where we're at with it NXT has to pivot and just become a straight developmental company at this point because they can't be a super indie anymore that's true that's very true they can't be like the alternative, yeah, you're right. They can't be the super indie. That's a really good word to describe it. It's purely developmental at this point. Yeah, it is. That's just the way it has to be, I think. And Nick Khan, like, I honestly don't think Nick Khan's a bad dude. I really no, don't. No, I don't I think he's just a businessman. Exactly. That's and, and, and granted, do I think that, like, the WWE needed to be releasing people at the same time they're, you know, saying they are they're have record profits and stuff? Like, no, I don't. Like, I don't think you needed to make those business moves to get rid of people when you're so profitable. But I think the way he's looking at it is very black and white, very emotionless. And like, not not even in like a negative way, just very like... You have to. As a business person, you have to. Yeah, and I, and I don't think he has any like ties as a fan of the WWE. So like... No, so which I is even better because there needs to be a disconnect. Right, like he, I don't think he has any emotional attachment to like any of this outside of you know him and triple h are friends him and I mean, he he earned the job by the way it's not like just because he was friends with triple h but like the, the 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 point is like he's now he's just kind of like in that family he's like a, he's like an extended version of the big mans and and you know and i think the moves he's making is just very like, like well, let me put it this way this is just speculation this is just in my own head there's not this isn't reporting anything but like it would shock me if 205 Live made it past the next couple months. And, yeah. And NXT UK, that's a real question mark. Because 
The only thing saving that right now, I think, is the fact that those wrestlers in general get paid a lot less than the wrestlers in the U.S. do. So they might and, not be as big of a money pit. And you can see, like, with Kaylee Ray coming over, you can see they're kind of starting to shift the, the talent, you know? Yeah, and I think the person who came across the biggest star last night was Ilya Dragunov. Oh, my God, yeah. So, I mean, that Walter and Dragunov match was, was incredible. It was literally perfect. Uh, yeah, me and Jesse were talking before the stream. Like, that was... When we did our... our, um, our uh, awards for last year's favorite matches in, in the whole awards list. My favorite WWE match of last year was Walter vs. Dragunov. And I didn't know if they would be able to top it, but they did. Like, that match freaking ruled. It was awesome. So, so I think they might, you know, they're taking the belt off Walter, which makes me think he's heading to either NXT Raw or SmackDown. But probably not NXT, because like if they're going to make a shift they're not going to want guys like him there. Like, you're not going to... I mean, I, I think it'd be funny to watch, but, like, what you're going to have Walter in there just slapping the ever-loving hell out of, like, rookies who are training. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like how's that going to work out? Um, but I think Walter on Raw or SmackDown is a disaster because I think Vince will have no clue what to do with him. He's going to look at him and be like, this isn't Bill Goldberg or, or Bobby Lashley or Brock Lesnar or Roman Reigns. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> right. I, I, I just don't think Vince is going to get it. Um, but Dragunov has a really bright future. And I've heard that um, Tr Shawn Michaels apparently loves that kid. I've heard that for years now. So, like, he's got the right people in his corner for sure. So, yeah, we'll see. The, we'll see as NXT... Because I really think it's going to pivot really... Like, it's going to take a hard turn in the next couple months where... Anyone with any real, like, indie accolade... Like, I think Samoa Joe will probably lose the title to, like... Like, maybe Kyle O'Reilly if he's still if he's still there. But, like, if... If not, it'll be, like, some... Like, top dollar type guy. It'll be, like, like a homegrown... Like, I really think it's going to totally shift to just straight developmental soon. So all those people who are, like, sort of, quote-unquote, indie guys... Like, they're going to have to basically sink or swim on raw or smackdown soon probably and like who knows yeah. how the hell that's gonna go so yeah they're just gonna get lost in the shuffle i fear yeah and i think Corey sent a super chat as well let me, me uh, too thank you so much Corey. oh thank you Corey. I, I got them both right here thank you thank you sorry we're just now getting to them Corey says love you jesse talk to you on only fans later hopefully take care steven you're the mvp love you jesse well thank you Corey. Oh, thank you Corey. Yeah, and check out Jesse's OnlyFans while you can. I don't know what the hell is going on with that website right now. Uh, my OnlyFans is completely good. So my OnlyFans will be able to still be up. Oh, okay. So we will still be good. So, yeah, my OnlyFans is totally fine. Cool, because I didn't know. Like, all I've heard that there's people, like, saying that you it's going to shut be, down or something. So I had no yeah, idea. Yeah, you just can't be doing, like, um, having, doing the, 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 doing oh, the do. Oh, okay. So it's, okay. So that... I think people are probably overreacting a little bit then, because that doesn't sound like it's... Yeah, I can still do, like, bourgeois art. It's considered art. Okay, cool. So, okay, so Jesse's good then. Okay, I was I was worried that that might be a problem, but... Nope, I'm okay. good. Good deal. So, yes, as Corey I'm said... Not, I'm not straight up doing, like... I'm not doing Pornhub over there, so... Word. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yes, as Corey said, uh, 
check out the OnlyFans, everybody. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yes, thank you, Corey. He also sent another one that says, keep up the great work. Steven MVP, Jesse A.S.H., almost a superhero, I think is what he's referring to. Ooh, that was it. I got that That, right on Wrestle Rumble. I call, I I literally, I, my prediction, I I have it on record at WrestleRumble.com. I chose Charlotte Flair by submission on Nikki Ash. <laughs> so, you did? I did. I picked Nikki Ash to win with dumb luck, like I said. <laughs> yes. I, I never pick against Charlotte on pay-per-view. I you know. Remember. You never do. I, as soon as she won, I thought of you. I said, yeah. damn it. <laughs> I think that's the first thing I tweeted about SummerSlam was just like the crown. Just like, Charlotte, that's my girl. That's my girl. Yeah. She throws some kind of weak chops. I'm not going to lie. That's the one thing about her that irks me. She throws these kind of like like chops like her dad really laid him in but she makes up for it when she uh goes off the top rope and does like 360 moonsaults to the outside so charlotte rules um yeah. i hope we see her at aw soon she's like my number one want outside of adam cole and, and brian danielson of course my number one want from wwe is charlotte for aw i think that would be massive that would be yes what else we got? What else you want to talk about? Uh, should we talk about the uh, freaking atrocity that was the SmackDown's Women's Championship match? <laughs> if you want you to. Call it that? Sure. Oh, my God. Like, okay, if Becky Lynch is not able to have a full match, why are you putting the title on her? Why would you even have her come out? Like, for real, if she wasn't supposed to be there for two more months, don't even send her out there. Card subject to change. It says that everywhere. People are going to be mad, but you know what? Card subject to change. Unforeseen circumstances. Like, just don't do a f- match. Don't advertise it. You've known they knew for eight days. They knew for eight days that Sasha wasn't going to be able to compete, and they still, up to the very <laughs> moment, Bianca Belair walks out there, promoted this match as Sasha Banks versus Bianca Belair. They showed a I, video package for it right before. Uh, and, oh, can we talk about Nakamura's just coming out and doing his entrance and then just disappearing into the, the depths of Las Vegas? The moment there, though, was Pat McAfee jamming out on the announce table. That was yeah. tight. Which was great. But then all of a sudden, there's a video package. And then all of a sudden, like, Nakamura's gone. It was like, what? Yeah. It just added to the confusion to me. That was very confusing. My brother was watching the show with me. And he was like, wait, what? what just, they're not having a match? What just happened? It's <laughs> like, I don't yeah, know. Exactly. What the what that ever-loving you-know-what just happened? Yes. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love the rock-out sesh, but it seemed quite unnecessary. Yeah, the the Becky thing is definitely baffling because it's like you heard the reception she got, and then they basically turned her heel. <laughs> like, they turned you... her heel like Steve Austin. Like, oh, my God. Why? why? Do How do you screw this up? How do you screw it up? How? I cannot believe they did that to poor Becky and poor Bianca. Like, they did them so dirty. And it, and you had to do it to the women. The one thing that WWE has, if you're competing over AEW, is their women's division. And they screwed them. They screwed it up. They screwed it up so bad. Made Becky look like an ass. Like, come on. Like, if if it's true that the reason they did it so short is because she can't go in the ring that long, then why did she say we're gonna tear the house down? Oh yeah, you tore it down all right. Like 
this poor woman is still breastfeeding. Her boobs were probably leaking after this. Like, poor woman is like, they put her in this ring and put this poor championship on her. She's going to get so much shit from people for this. Like, she doesn't deserve that. She's just doing her damn job. But, I don't know. It just made me so mad. And I almost woke up the baby because I was so mad. And it just pissed me off. Yeah, a lot of people were pissed off. Um, yeah, it's, uh, I don't really know what to say. I mean, it's just very, uh, I mean, not surprising, to be honest. Like, when, right when Becky came out, I was like, she's going to, like, I turned to my brother, like, this is going to be, she's going to kill Bianca. Like, this is going to be so fast. Like, I, I, I didn't know it was going to be, like, 10 seconds, but, like, I figured she'd just destroy her. So I wasn't surprised because I'm so used to what the WWE does. Like, yeah. they've given up on Bianca. They've given up on Rhea already, both of them. Like, they're they're going to be, like, mid-level type wrestlers. Or they might get back to the main event here or there. But I like, I thought Sasha was going to beat Bianca because I thought they'd probably just go to um, Sasha and Becky. But Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, the, the heel turn is especially baffling, though. And I, obviously I feel for Bianca. Like, that sucks. That really sucks for her. It really does. Like, I mean, there's just no other yeah. way to say it. Uh, she, been, she main evented WrestleMania. Yeah, and won the title and has held it me. until now. Like that's, and then she and a lot of people were comparing it to the Kofi thing, and yeah, and pretty rightfully so. I mean, it was pretty similar. Um, and the heel turn, I think, you know, is, was it for sure a heel turn? I I don't know, but like, they had to have known the reaction that was going to get to a degree because Bianca has a lot of fans. And then, like, the way that Becky, like, faked the handshake at the beginning of the match, that's a heel thing to do. Like, if you, people who do that in, like, the UFC, for instance, it doesn't happen often. But every now and then, someone will go for a fake glove touch at the beginning of a fight in the UFC. And if you go up to touch gloves and the other person, like, fakes it and punches you, like, you're immediately, like, the heel. Like, people hate seeing stuff like that. And Becky did that. Um, so yeah, I think they're gonna just straight up turn her heel and, uh, don't know why you do that. Yeah, JJ and nice Corey. I saw your super chat. We, I'll get to that after we talk about Becky. But um, JJ, thank you so much. He said, "Plan for Becky is to be a heel. Vince has lost it." Man, I don't know if that's. I mean, is that the plan? I mean, I guess now they kind of have to. I mean, they tried that in 2018, and I mean, it made her the man. I mean, it got her over. <laughs> but I mean, ugh. I don't know, like, uh, I mean, they really screwed it up. I mean, it just goes to show you what the hell is going on in the direction of this company. Like, why would you honestly think that that's a good idea? I mean, maybe it was Becky's idea. Maybe she's like, I'm sick of people. They're creeps. You know, they're saying weird shit on my posts, and I'm tired of it, and I just want to be a heel. I want to get booed. I don't know, maybe. I mean. I don't know. I I honestly think part of it is probably – like, there's no way that WWE isn't paying attention to what AEW is doing, to some degree. Like, I don't think Vince is sitting there watching the show, but I, somebody, like, Triple H probably is. Somebody is. Oh, like, there's that picture of NXT, like, the production of NXT had a TV on AEW Dark or whatever. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. And, you know, like, I, I, I feel like, to some degree, WWE had to have been, like, oh my god, that CM Punk thing is huge. Like, it's trending number one on, like, every social media platform and, like, YouTube, and did you hear that fan... Like, did you hear the fans, like, 
oh my god. Like, I don't think they think that, like, oh, the competition is here, because I think they're kind of ignorant to the idea of that. But I think that they're probably watching the buzz that happened with that and being like, we got to do something big. And, like, their two things were Brock and Becky. And not just the return of Becky, but the heel turn of Becky. Get people talking about her. Um, but everyone just... But everyone just pissed off. <laughs> yeah, and then we have KCF or KCF KC Four L Wrestling Takes says hi, you all. After what happened to Bianca, I officially gave up on anything with WWE. Keep up the good good work, you two. Thank you so much. We really appreciate that. And you know what? That does bring up something. My husband, Mr. Lifelong WWE fan, Mr. In the during the Wednesday Night Wars, he would watch NXT and I would watch AEW. He said, "You know what, Jessica? I give it a year. I'm going to give it a year." Yeah. And if they don't change their ways, he's like, "I, I'm just done." He's like, "I see what AEW is doing, and I see what, like, see how they treat their fans with their storylines and everything." He's like, "I'm just done. It's like insulting to me at this point." Yep, I think a lot of people feel that way. Um, I mean, I hadn't watched the WWE since the last pay-per-view until, you know, this weekend. So, I'm the same boat. We'll see uh, if they can get me back, but they didn't really do a whole lot on summer. I mean, I'll say that I'm going to read Corey's Super Chat, chat first um, yeah. so, I don't, so we don't miss it. Corey says, nice to see Alexander Hammerstone debut on Roman Reigns, LOL. He yes. did look like him. <laughs> he did. He looked and we had talked about this. Thank you so much, Corey. And thank you, JJ. And thank you, KC4L. Thank you so much, um, everybody. Uh, we talked about this. It looked like he had come straight off his private jet from Saskatchewan to Las Vegas. Like, Vince called him up this weekend. Hey, Brock, what are you doing? What are you doing? I can pay you $12 million just to show up. Like, you see what happened with CM Punk? We got we to gotta one-up that. Yeah, yeah, good luck with that. Um, I think people, like, I think people marked out for Brock coming back, oh, but, I like, it's... I love Brock Lesnar. Yeah, me too, but it, it's not, it wasn't at the same level of CM Punk coming back, not even close. Um, now, I will say this, because I didn't want to forget this. SummerSlam, my favorite moment of the whole show, Edge coming out with a brood entrance, with the fire and everything, that was sick. Like, I gotta give WWE credit where credit's due. Like, that... That got me, for sure. So, yeah. I will give him that credit. Uh, I thought that entrance was incredible. The brood the brood entrance, and then he transitioned it into his Alter Bridge entrance and the whole deal. Like, that was... That was, that was so... Yeah, that was awesome. So, I want to throw that out there. Yeah, that was awesome. I thought it was a lot of fun. Like, that, that wrestling should be fun, and that was so much fun. Like, that was just plain old fun. And it was innocent. It didn't hurt anybody. It was just, it was great. It was a really cool callback. And like you said, they tied it into the Alter Bridge or yeah. the Metalinga. Yeah. yeah. And um, yeah, it was just really great. It was really great. I really liked it. It was fun. I liked the sunglasses, the 2000, like the late 90s, early 2000s uh, Matrix, too small for your head sunglasses are hilarious. Yes. So. Yeah, for sure. I, I noticed that as well. That's like that was a staple of '90s Edge with like the the little sunglasses. That was awesome. Yeah, yeah. And then when you see stuff like that, it's like you know, there's some people in the WWE that still get it. You know, like 
Like, you yeah, know, right? You know, like, I, I think that part of that was probably Edge. Like, I don't know for sure, obviously, but I'm yeah. assuming he probably came to them with that idea. But the fact that they actually executed it is like, why didn't WWE doing more stuff like this? Like, this is exactly how to attract fans like me. Like, that's that's right? what I want to see. Um, exactly. So, yeah, we'll uh, we'll see where that all goes with uh, with the I guess WWE in their direction of of their shows with fans coming back and everything. I just I hope it's good. I hope it winds up being good enough that I can keep uh, watching yeah. again. But like right? tonight's when raw, w- I don't know. We are successful. <laughs> like, yeah, that's true. So I just really hope that you know they do something change the change the landscape. Kogan, thank you so much, Kogan, says, I think I might be at AEW's Grand Slam Dynamite next month here in New York City. You guys have any ideas what they could do? Pitch me something exciting. Uh, well, I think Brian Danielson, right? If that's the same event, that uh, that Arthur Ashe Stadium event, then, yeah, that's very possible. Um, I'd, I'd like oh. to see... I'd like to see uh, Eddie Kingston get a world title match in New York City. I think Ooh, that'd be yeah. sweet. Oh yeah, that would be. Well, that would be fun. So I'll throw oh. that one out there for you, Kogan. That that would be my answer. And I, you know how people are mad that Hangman Page isn't getting his like title shot again at, at all out. I didn't even realize that he's taking time off probably because his wife's gonna have a baby. Yeah. I was like, duh, that makes perfect sense. So sorry, I, would, I just had a brain fart realization. And I was like, oh yeah. So like, duh, I he probably should. So. Yeah. Nice. I just got your message, by the way, Jesse. Thank you for sending that. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> um, <laughs> I usually text you to thank you, so since yeah. live on air. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I, I think that uh, that's I, yes, the the Hangman Page thing. It totally makes sense with him missing all out because he's going to be having a kid, which is awesome and definitely more important for sure, always. Um, but maybe maybe they do the Hangman. Uh, title change in NY in NYC. I I just don't know what the if I'm AEW, I'm stretching that thing out like the the um hangman winning the title until like where are we now? Or August. I'd say maybe like January. Is that when Revolution has been? Like January, February, something like that? January, February, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'd uh I'd like to see I'd like to see it more around that time. Because then you can have Omega go over Punk, Omega go over Danielson. If he beat both of those guys before Hangman beat him, that would really make Hangman really look even better winning the title from Omega, in my opinion. Yes. Michael Green is in here. What up? What's up, yes, dude? Brock, Brock looks like he ate Brock from last year. He's <laughs> ginormous. When he walked out there, I was like, holy shit. And you know what made it made him even look bigger? Was his little ass ponytail looking like Earthworm Jim? Looking like seriously, he looked huge. I was scared as hell. No wonder he's not back in UFC because I don't think he could pass a drug test. But damn, I, he, he has he has got to be eating like purely things that he hunted up in Saskatchewan. Like he is huge. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. I you know there was a chance that uh. There was a chance that he was gonna, you know, maybe go back to the UFC or maybe even sign with AEW, like because he was a legitimate free agent not too long ago. So I know, you know, it's got to be exciting as a WWE fan to see him. Well, I, I would say 
I'm excited from the perspective of Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns. I do like that matchup, and I like that the ro- the roles are finally where they should have been. Like Roman is supposed to be getting booed, Brock's supposed to be getting cheered. Every time we've seen it up to this point, it's been the other way around it. It's never worked out because the fans would boo Roman and cheer Brock when they weren't supposed to be, based on the stories and the push and everything. So right. And, like, they're both Paul Heyman guys. Exactly. Like, that's going to be really interesting. Like, is who is Heyman going to align with? Because he'll what, – what, what I'd like to see, honestly, at some point, though, is a two-man power trip type thing. I think if they did Heyman managing Brock and Roman and they just, like, ran roughshod over everybody, but, like, then that would force some new up-and-coming guys to, like – eventually beat those guys and like really make some real stars in the process like i think that could be could be really cool because the, the two-man hurt. power trip thing only lasted a short time because triple h got hurt oh yeah like a reverse like a reverse nexus like they don't screw it up like they did with nexus <laughs> yeah they screwed that up really bad as well yeah <laughs> but uh yeah i think i was kind of mad at first because i was like dang it because i really wanted uh brock to go after bobby lashley for them to finally have that match <laughs> But then, obviously, it was like, well, duh, Paul Heyman, and it made a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, kid behind a camera mentioned Re- Revolution 2020 was his favorite pay-per-view in a while. Was that the uh, the Hangman and Omega vs. Young Bucks card? If that was, that match was that match was incredible. I just, I'm really I'm really bad at remembering which shows matches happened on, but I think that was on Revolution. Yeah. I think I think did I see that at all out? No, I saw Kenny versus Hangman. I think at all out. Yeah, someone in the I chat see? will know. Yeah, um, but that was like one of the best tag team matches I've ever that seen. Was, no, that was the one before the pandemic. Revolution. It had to be, yeah. yeah. Revolution twenty. Because yeah, that would have been like yeah, That's yeah, right. right before yeah, like a month or so before. Because they wound up coming to Atlanta right after that. And then everything yeah. got shut down like the next week. Um, wild. Well, wow, so crazy. There's Sorry, a lot going this, on. Yeah, little one is like <laughs> freaking out. She's like chewing on everything. It's all good. She's marking out for Brock Lesnar's return. Marking out for Brock. She's a Brock baby. Laughing. Yeah, I, I like seeing. I, I'm I'm a Brock Lesnar fan, so I, I like seeing him back. I love Brock Lesnar. And uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how that story goes. I'm sure it'll be really good. And I feel like Roman has to beat him clean. Like that. That's the only way to make. Because they're 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 clearly building to Rock versus Roman. Like that has to happen at WrestleMania. They, so yeah, they. Yeah, and if not WrestleMania, maybe the Royal Rumble or something. It really, it really depends on the Rock schedule. It has like to be WrestleMania it has to be. Well, the, preferably that that would for sure be it. But I just sometimes you like with the Rock's schedule, you just don't know like when he can and can't do stuff. That's um, true. But that has to be the match. Like it has to be. And even then, Roman needs to beat the Rock. But and but and that's where I've been saying on on this show and other shows for so long now, the fact that they haven't like elevated anybody to the point of right now of where you could believe they could beat Roman, that is kind of a problem. Like, they're going to need to figure out because, like, so this the Roman thing is absolutely incredible. It's the best stuff WWE's done in years. But yeah. 
But there has to be a plan. I say has to be. There probably isn't a plan at the moment with the WWE. But they got to figure something out sometime like later this year, or sorry, sometime in like 2022, probably. They got to find and figure out who is going to be the guy to beat Roman because you got it. This has to all be for something bigger. Like it's establishing Roman as the top guy in the company, and that's awesome, and that's what he should be. But there also needs to be a payoff for him having this title run. And it can't be The Rock or Brock Lesnar beating him because that does nothing for anybody. It's got to be somebody new. And that yeah, doesn't Brock- have any idea who that person could be right now. Yeah, Brock will be just fine if he loses to Roman Reigns. It's not going to affect him in any way. No, not at all. Um, you know, I would have said maybe like Adam Cole would have maybe been that guy because he's the guy who I thought was the most kind of charismatic, most valuable guy like NXT had and one of the best in-ring guys, one of the best on the microphone. Like, But the size thing is just going to be a – would have been a problem, I think, on Raw or SmackDown for him because of Vince. So, like, and I don't think he's going to be there much longer. I mean, I, I really hope he's coming to AEW. So who do you have in your system that can – you know, like, I don't think it'll be Drew. Like, they Keith tried that. Keith Lee. Keith Lee, that's – it will not be Keith Lee. I'll bet you anything that it will not be Keith Lee. Um, but you know, who knows what I Keith Lee? I think he's counting down the days till he's a free agent as well. God, really? I know. Well, his whole health thing was so scary. It was very scary. I mean, I hate that he went through all that, but like, there was almost kind of a tone in his video that I kind of picked up on too, where it's like, all right, and now I'm back, and like, we'll see how this goes. <laughs> you know, because it's right. like, all right, I'm here for the grind. Right. It's like you're back. But they also like jobbed you out like your first two weeks back against good opponents. Don't get me wrong, but like, yeah. if they had real plans for you, like why is this? Why did they do this to you? Especially after you went through all this, um, right? But I just yeah, don't know. Could, yeah, who could they? You know, you know who it could be. There's one guy who? it could be, and once again, this you'd have you'd have to be dragged out till like late 2022 for us to be sure that he's like is good enough. But it, it could be Omos. Ooh! He's the only one I think the W's going to be really going to get behind and really try to make, like, one of the faces of their company. I really feel like as long as he yeah. can stay uninjured and he can continue just to move around even, like, semi-athletically. And I only say that because mm-hmm. of his height. Like, that's that's a thing in, in sports that people might not understand. Like, a lot of the time, especially in, like, basketball, you get a lot of really tall guys, but they're either a little off on their coordination or they're really easily injured because of the longer limbs and the joints and every, it just, the, the bigger bodies are just harder to, to maintain. So you just, you know, but Omos, if he can stay uninjured and he can stay looking good, like, and he can just keep doing the moves he's doing, which is like five things that are very basic. Cause I, this is also assuming that his, his eventual feud with AJ styles goes well. And AJ puts him over and makes him look incredible. And then he's going to kind of have to sink or swim a little bit after that, I think. Like, you're going to have to make, you got to be 100% sure that he's your guy. You got to have him go in there and have matches against guys that aren't as good as AJ, because AJ is, like, still one of the best in ring guys in the world. Like, you got to make sure Omos can do it against other people. And if he can, he's at least sellable, because it's like, he's, se- he's a legit seven foot tall dude who, like, he looks like you would not be able to beat that guy in real life. I'm not, like, you know, I know wrestling is fake and or fixed and everything, but it's like 
you know what I'm saying? Like that's a guy that doesn't come around every suspend every day. You gotta be able to suspend your disbelief. Yeah, I mean, he's really a guy. He just like you don't see, you don't see guys like that. Like in walking around in, in real life. Like that's a larger than life dude right there. Like Braun Strowman was kind of that, but they they ruined that. So this is like your new chance with like some big larger than life character. Um, and he's got like a swagger to him and stuff too. Like he's probably got a personality that we don't know yet. You know what I mean? Like he might be like a super likable guy or a super hateable guy, like depending on if he's supposed to be booed or cheered. But, you know, I just, I, I feel like, you know, once again, I don't watch the WWE that often. A lot of people are probably sitting here going like, this guy sucks. Like, what are you talking about? But what, based on what I've seen, I think the WWE is going to try to make a real superstar out of him. So. Yeah, I mean, who knows? But um, yeah, I mean, Lord, Lord only knows what they're gonna do now with you know NXT and building up those people. I, you know, somebody I'd like to see be built up, and I know they never will, is Ali. Oh yeah, that's not happening. Um, yeah. Oh my gosh, speaking of Ali and people I forgot about, or people that get forget forgotten about. I'm sitting there watching SummerSlam, and they do that Applebee's commercial or whatever, mm. and Ricochet's in there. I completely forgot about Ricochet. Oh, my God, it's Ricochet. What happened to him? Yeah, I haven't I seen him wrestle in forever. Right. Like, it was just like, it was just one of those moments. I was like, oh, my God. I was like, oh, yeah, Ricochet. Oh, yeah, he's really good. Where? Yeah. What the hell? Why is he wrestling? Like, it was just one of those moments where I was like, oh, my God. Like, this company just cracks me up sometimes. Just the way they the way they book things, you know? Oh, so, yeah. I don't know. That was really funny. I had the same feeling when I was watching the show. Like, I started oh, looking through it, and I was like, Kevin Owens isn't on this? Like, what? Oh, God, you're right. I think he's taking some time off or something. He takes a lot of time off. I'm not saying that's, like, necessarily wrong, yeah. right? I don't know what the reasons are, but, like, he misses a lot of time. Yeah, um, I know. I don't know. Maybe there's something going on. I don't know. Kogan says, what about Riddle? They seem to like him and pushing him to the pathway to success. Yeah, Riddle's probably my favorite thing on Raw. Like, I don't watch the show oh. often, but he's probably oh my, my favorite thing about RK Raw. RK hilarious. Yeah, and I like them winning the titles. I mean, like, why not? Yeah. People are behind them. Just yeah, actually run with it. Do something with it. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, it's it's been... Uh, yeah, Riddle. I think they're really trying to position Riddle as like a legitimate main event level guy. It's going to take a little bit of time, but I think you know, had they had they pushed him the right way, or maybe it's salvageable. Maybe him beating Roman eventually, but they'd really have to protect Riddle. Like he wouldn't have. To, he'd have to be unbeaten from like now until then. But um, there, there's a lot of potential there still with Riddle. So there's a yeah, yeah, yeah. cool. Yeah keep him yeah and which i don't think they're gonna do because randy orton's gonna turn on him eventually it's like so i don't know i mean that would be a good person though that's he's he's good so savannah agrees yep yeah. um can't say an orton a riddle they both get sucked into a vortex <gasps> daniel price not a fan that's a hidden message i just realized but uh i know yeah, that's uh. Oh well, you yeah. can you can want it all you want. It's like you're allowed. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, I know that's not. I mean, there are a lot of people that never liked Randy Orton for a variety of reasons. Um, 
Because a lot of people don't yeah. like Matt Riddle, you know, for reasons or whatever. I mean, it's, it's it, you know, people, it just is what it is. But I do think RK Bro is, uh, the little bit I've seen of RKO I've liked. Yeah. Kogan says Cesaro, maybe. No, nah, it's not going to happen. I think it would have by now if it was going to for him. Uh, you know, I just don't see it happening. I love Cesaro. I just don't see the WWE ever really going all the way with him. Yeah, I agree. He'd be massive in AEW, though. He would be great in AEW. Yep. All right. Yeah. Well, uh, now's probably a good time to wrap the show up. Yep. If anybody has any last-second Super Chats, feel free to send those over. If you have any donations, the donation link is in the description. We'll still make sure to answer any questions, read anything you out that you want us to uh, to read out before we get off the air. I'm going to pull up our Sponsors tab real quick and get those up for y'all. So just one second here. While you do that, I just want to say thank you to the amazing chat. You guys absolutely rule. Um, had really good engagement today and really good input that really helped us kind of move our conversation forward. Um, and we'd like to see more like-minded people in the chat. So if you could please subscribe. Hey, hey I'm, trying to, I'm trying to get people to subscribe. If you could please subscribe um, like this video, keep commenting on them. It really gets the engagement up and it gets like-minded, amazing people like yourselves in the chat. So thank you so much, everyone. We really appreciate you. Yes, yes, for sure. And speaking of our sponsors, shout out to Music City Toys and Collectibles. They are the place to be for action figures and wrestling memorabilia, autographs, anything you think of. They got you covered. They're really nice people to give you fair business. They do live sales on their Facebook page as well. So make sure to follow them on all social media at Music City Toys and Collectible, or sorry, at Music City Toys for all their social media handles. And they have a retail location at 101 West Main Street in Watertown, Tennessee. I've been there. It's amazing. Check it out. Check out their new website as well, musiccitytoys.biz. Also, shout out to WrestleRumble.com the place to be for fantasy pick'em contests and for belt giveaways and other giveaways and contests. WrestleRumble.com. The WrestleRumble SummerSlam pick'em contest is over. The winner won $1,000. Second and third both got 100 And somebody won three replica title belts that are full-sized, three mini title belts. Awesome stuff. WrestleRumble.com. Make sure to follow them on all social media at WrestleRumble. Shout out to my brother, Brian Jensen. He is a owner of Steel Boxing and Athletics, a gym out of Atlanta, Georgia. And he can help you reach your goals. If you want to learn how to throw hands, get in better shape, want to compete at a amateur or pro level at any combat sport, if you, if you just want to learn self-defense, or if you have any kind of neurological issue going on, if you have Parkinson's, MS, dystonia, whatever it is, Brian can help you out. He is fully um, certified all across the board to help. doesn't matter if you're what, you know, what size you are, what you're... Uh, like kind of what your skill level is at doesn't matter. Brian can help you if you're from a beginner all the way to a pro or anything in between. Brian's got you covered. Follow him on Instagram at Boxing ATL B O X I N G A T L. Hit him up in the DMs and he can meet you at his gym. He can meet you at your work in a park at your house, whatever. If you're in the Atlanta Georgia area, if not, he can help you online. He'll do Zoom calls, Skype sessions, record some videos for you and stuff that you can use to work out along with. He's got you covered. Once again, Brian Jensen at Boxing ATL. Going to knock out workout without getting knocked out. And then one last thing I want to show you all just really quickly. IndependentWrestling.tv. Use code FIGHTTALK. F-I-G-H-T-T-A-L-K. All is one word with no space. This is the place to be for independent professional wrestling. 
And just to give you all an example, promotions, right? I'm just going to hit the promotions tab. As you can see, there are multiple shows like St. Louis Anarchy, for instance, right there. They got 32 events under their tab. Freelance Underground, they got 15, so on and so forth. This would take me forever if I just held down the button right here. So I'm going to do the fast way, but these are all companies. It's so many that they can't even all load. All companies available on independentwrestling.tv. Look at all these, all these, all this content you get for ten dollars a month. Check it out. Wrestle Rumble. Well, sorry, independentwrestling.tv or iwtv.live. Use code Fight Talk. And also shout out to Fight TV. F I T E T V. Fight TV uh, for hooking me up lately and getting me getting me set for uh, a lot of these wrestling and fighting shows. So. Want to give everyone there a shout out and Jesse, I don't know how things are looking on your end for uh for your your shout outs right now. Yeah, we're good. We're okay, good. good deal. Go for it. <laughs> so yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Jesse the Buckeye. That's where you can get all my live tweeting for wrestling and all that stuff. Um, my Instagram, my Facebook are private, so please don't try and find me on there. If you really want to talk to me and get in my DMs, don't go on Twitter. Go to my OnlyFans, OnlyFans.com slash Jesse the Buckeye. I will not be affected by the giant change coming in October. Uh, we are good. So OnlyFans is the place to go, is the place to be if you want to see more of me. Also, if you want to get some pizza, we've got some preseason football going on. We've got wrestling. Pizza's really good when you're watching wrestling, too. You can use my Papa John's pizza code, Jesse25, all one, no space, J-E-S-S-I-2-5 for 25% off your entire Papa John's pizza order. Works really well. People really like it. And save some money, enjoy some pizza, Papa Bless, and watch some stuff. So, yeah. Yes. Whenever I order Papa John's, I use code Jesse25. I even tell Jesse's Me? enemies on Twitter to use code Jesse25. All right? Yeah. I'll sign Hi, Wedgie. What's up, what'd you do? Thank you. Oh my god, this guy. I remember you from like the first show we did. It's been a minute. Yeah. It's been a while. With Welcome the two dollar super chat at the end of the show. Thank you, Wedgie Dude. Yes. Thank Much you. Much appreciated. Um you missed you caught us right at the end, but you can catch the replay, Wedgie Dude, if, if, for everything you missed. But thank you very much for the super chat. We we both very much appreciate that. If anybody wants to follow me on Twitter, you can do so at fight talk underscore F-I-G-H-T-T-A-L-K underscore. Um, if you want to listen to the Fightful Select Weekender podcast, that's available at FightfulSelect.com. Talking indie wrestling and a whole bunch of other stuff over there every Sunday. You can listen to my show with Doug Bateman. We do every Tuesday night at 10 p.m. Eastern on the RVD Tito for Life channel. That's RVD, T-I-T-O, the number 4 L-A-F-E. We, uh, we do a live chat for two hours every Tuesday night at 10 p.m. Eastern Time. Also, make sure you're subscribing right here to Jesse Davin's YouTube channel, J-S-S-I-D-A-V-I-N. Make sure you're hitting that like button and the, all the subscribe buttons and all that stuff you can on YouTube, as well as if you're listening to the audio version, make sure you're following, liking, subscribing, giving good comments, good star ratings, and all that good stuff. Um, all Things MMA, if you're a fan of uh, mixed martial arts, check them out. All Things MMA. I have edited videos for them in the past. That's kind of on hold for the minute, but I am writing for them right now. So I have some videos coming out soon, uh, some lists that I've written. So support their content as well. That's youtube.com slash allthingsmma. And uh, yeah, I'm trying to think. I might be on the Fightful YouTube channel this weekend. I'm going to hit Sean up about it like right now, now that I'm thinking about it. But we have uh, Jake Paul versus Tyron Woodley this Sunday, this upcoming Sunday. So... 
there's a chance I'll be on the uh, Fightful YouTube channel maybe this weekend. We'll see. But uh, that's everything I've got. Anything left from you, Jets, before we sign off? Nope. I just hope everyone has a good week and has fun. And I don't – sorry, the baby was trying to end the stream. Um, but, yeah, everyone has a good week and enjoy some wrestling. Yes. We'll be back uh, maybe later this week, if not early next week. We'll, uh, we'll keep you updated. Make sure you're following, subscribing, all that good stuff to stay notified on when we go live. So that'll do it, and we'll see you next time.